Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The first Treasure State Class AA prep football poll is out, and the Spartans are back on top. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula Sentinel, the 2020 Class AA State champs, entered the season with a number two ranking, but following last Friday's 22-19 win over number one Billings West in a rematch of last year's state title game, the Spartans once again topped the poll, which is voted on by media members from around Montana. Helena High, which posted a 22-0 victory over Great Falls High, came in at number two in the first poll. West, which returns 11 All-State players from last year's Class AA runner-up squad, is number Number three in the poll, and the only team in the top five who lost in week one. Kalispell Glacier, a 52-0 winner over Belgrade, comes in at number four. And Billings Senior, who won 18-17 over Butte on a last-second field goal, is number five. The University of Montana men's basketball team released a schedule flushed with home games earlier this week. The Grizz will open their season November 9th against Dickinson State in Dahlberg Arena. The Hawks are led by former Grizz Derek Selvig. The Grizz will also host the Zootown Classic, a multi-team round-robin tournament that will feature two games on each day, November 24th through the 26th. Montana, San Diego, UNC Wilmington, and Southern Miss are the four teams. Other Grizz home games include against Omaha November 20th and against Air Force December 8th. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Wednesday, 5 o'clock somewhere, including here in the state of Montana in the great city of Missoula. Hope you're having an outstanding day and an outstanding week. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and this is Nuanas Now. You're listening, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? Heard from Andrew Houghton, a little uh, excerpt from our Big Sky Breakdown, breaking down Grizz by the numbers. We went 0 through 99 last night, about an hour and 45 minutes of podcast action. You can find that here, SkylineSportsMT.com, in about 15 minutes. And uh, we'll also have tomorrow, Big Sky Breakdown with Brooks Nuanas analyzing the Bobcat football team as they head to Laramie, Wyoming to take on the Wyoming Cowboys. We also heard from Bryce Carver, head football coach from the Hamilton Bronx, and also gave you some fantasy football commentary and some fantasy football advice. A couple entries here for you, a couple questions for you as well. 
Question number one about fantasy football. Would I be crazy to take Damian Harris in round one? Flatly, yes, you would. You can find a better running back out there. I think one of the guys that's being devalued right now is Josh Jacobs. I'm not sure why. The Raiders are good up front, and uh, Jacobs is a stud, so I don't know why he's sort of slipping down draft boards. I would avoid Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because uh, he's sort of been a killer recently. But I don't know, man. Obviously, the the, the feature backs, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Nick Chubb. These guys are pretty obvious who they are. But uh, Damon Harris, you know, I don't know. With a, with a rookie quarterback, it might sound ironic, but they're not going to throw – the Patriots are not going to throw the ball – or excuse me, they're not going to run the ball as much, even though that would be conventional wisdom. I think they're going to try to use their short passing game as an extended run game like they've done so often in the past – Harris might catch some balls, so maybe you take a risk on him, but I don't know if he's a first-round guy, so I I would not take him in the first round. The second uh, text, I know you're just trolling me. Kirk Cousins, should he be the number one quarterback off the board? Oh, I hate you whoever said this text. No, I hate the strong word. I don't actually hate you. I love you for listening to this show. But uh, the day Kirk Cousins does not play for the Minnesota Vikings will be a great day. I, I just don't know why he bothers me so much, but he just does, man. I think the reason he bothers me is not even about Kirk Cousins or Kirk Cousins as a football player. It's because no one agrees with me that he's bad. I don't get how. The only thing that matters in the NFL, really, when it really comes down to it, the only thing that matters is how do you perform in clutch situations? How do you perform when the game's on the line? Kirk Cousins has performed well twice in the history of his NFL career when the game was on the line. I know it's twice because I've been watching him for the whole time. He's never won a primetime game except for the one playoff game when they beat the Saints. I think he won one other Monday night football game. Other than that, he's 0 for when they were under the brightest lights. He he has no two-minute drills or game-winning drives of memory whatsoever. I don't care if he throws for 4,000 yards. He's played for guys like Kyle Shanahan in Washington, and now with personnel like Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, everybody throws for a bunch of yards. If you go through the last 10 years of the NFL, you go find me all the quarterbacks that threw for 4,500 yards or more in a season. Go find them. I bet you 75 to 80% of them finished on losing teams. Throwing for a ton of yards means nothing. Matt Stafford had one of the great, most prolific uh, passing seasons in history in Detroit, and they went like 4-12. and 12. I mean, Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards a couple of years ago. Guess what? He threw 30-plus picks, too. Bucks were out of the playoffs. So uh, don't give me the statistics. I'm not into any of that. Thanks so much, though, for your fantasy football text. You're entered in to win a dozen uh, wings of the Desperado Sports Tavern Grill. We'll get you that um, soon here uh we'll, we'll get you entered and we'll, we'll get you that information in those gift cards soon but that's all to say if you missed anything in the first hour of this show you can find it all on the podcast which is proudly presented by blackfoot communications the wingate by wyndham hotel and sports bet montana well happy now this is very exciting for us and uh, something that i'm looking forward to for a couple weeks now because i've heard very much about this guy and i've been looking forward to meeting him and i will get a chance to meet him over the weekend at least i hope uh, as i make my way down to laramie wyoming for my debut at war memorial stadium but it is a place that i've heard an extensive amount because one of my good friends and a great uh, help to us both at skyline sports as well as uh, here at espn radio bill Lamberty, longtime sports information director at Wyoming, uh, excuse me, at Montana State. He's a Wyoming alum, and he learned a lot of what uh, he's got going on now from this guy who joins us now on the ESPN Roundtable. He's Kevin McKinney, most recently a senior athletic director uh, at Wyoming, senior associate AD for external affairs there uh, at Wyoming. Recently sort of retired, but he's still got some skin in the game as both uh, the color commentator for the football and men's basketball broadcast and a longtime sports information director there in Laramie as well. Kevin, a pleasure having you on the show my friend thank you so much look forward to meeting you how you doing i'm doing very well colter and i'm happy to be on with you let's talk about just first your history at wyoming Uh, when did you first uh, get hooked up with the university of wyoming well i started here in 1967 um, as a uh, freshman in college and i worked in the sports information office my four years of undergraduate school and then when uh, I got done with that, uh, they hired me on full time. So um, I've been around a long time, Colder, a long time. 
Well, at, Wyoming is a school that's steeped in a ton of history, but I've also found it fascinating because a lot of times out west, you have the land-grant university and the flagship university, and oftentimes those two schools are rivals, and uh, you know they, they often answer to the same board of regents, but there's usually this dichotomy that there's one or the other not just in sports, but when it comes to the educational side of things, but Wyoming itself, uh, just the single one flagship and land-grant school in the University of Wyoming. So what do you think makes it unique? I mean, obviously, the singular nature of it does, but uh, how does that just sort of influence the way that campus works uh, at the University of Wyoming in Laramie? Well, you know, number one, uh, being the only school, uh, the University of Wyoming receives legislative uh, financial help from the state legislature, which is uh, very welcome and, and uh, uh, a, a very big deal. If you had two schools uh, like Montana or oh, everybody else, really, uh, you wouldn't probably have that situation. But being the only game in town, we uh, we do well uh, financially uh, with help from the state. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just terrific. I, Wyoming is not uh, a populated state. We all know that. Uh, I'm not sure that it could support two four-year institutions, really. But uh, having the one uh, and the one brand, that bucking horse and rider, it's on the license plate. It's everywhere you go. Uh, it's it's uh, a very unique situation, and, and um, it, it makes for a great, passionate fan base because there's no divided loyalties. And it also makes for a great rivalry that trickles into the state right below you uh, with Colorado State. And I know that every time that it's Wyoming versus Colorado State, our, our mutual buddy Lambo is uh, all twisted up. It's, he takes it very, very, very seriously. But I just tell people sort of about that rivalry because people here in the state of Montana listening to this show, they obviously know fiercely about the Cats and the Grizz, the Grizz and the Cats. People get mad just which order you say it in. They're so passionate about it. But to Colorado State, Wyoming, that's a pretty damn good rivalry too so uh just tell the folks a little bit about that one well it is it goes way way back of course because we are neighbors and you know you've got the colorado and and wyoming so you've got two states involved uh, as well as a pair of institutions and so you know it's uh it goes so far back that it is very fierce much like you guys have in montana uh, except that they're in two different states. We play for uh, a really cool prize, the bronze boot, which was uh, uh, worn by a Vietnam uh, vet uh, during the Vietnam War, and uh, they bronzed it. And it's, it's uh, I think, one of the coolest prizes in uh, college football. But, uh, man, if, if you don't have that boot in, in uh, your display case, that's not a good year. And right now, Wyoming doesn't have it, CSU beat Wyoming last year uh, at Fort Collins, so uh, they have the boot, but before the game, they bring the boot out, they put it on a table, and uh, as soon as the game's over, whoever wins, they the whole team charges that table to grab uh, that prize and, and take it home with them, so it's a, it's a, a, a bitter rivalry in, in terms of having two states involved, I think. Uh, that's kind of the global part of it. And then the, the two institutions. But Wyoming doesn't like losing to Colorado, and I guarantee you Colorado doesn't like losing to Wyoming. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's a very interesting deal. And I would say at times it's gotten uh, pretty passionate. Uh, we've had some fights on the field, fights in the stands. So, uh, But it's, it's a great rivalry, and, and, and it is very healthy and, and has, has uh, been – awesome for many many years but uh you know when it's sheep week around here uh, it's a big week Kevin McKinney joining us here on Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. It's part of our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview for the week each and every Wednesday here. It's proudly presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. If you want a place to watch the Bobcat game, they do have an opportunity to stream games down there at Paradise Falls. I know they're going to have that one on uh, during Saturday afternoon uh, via GoYO.com or via the Wyoming Facebook page, whichever way they try to, uh, to stream it. But they will have 
drive it on down there at Paradise Falls. They'll also have the Grizz game on Saturday evening as the Grizz take on the University of Washington. So head on down to Paradise Falls. They got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're going to have a late happy hour going on on Saturday as well. So if you need somewhere to watch all the college football action this Saturday, including between the Montana State and Montana schools, head on down to Paradise Falls here in Missoula. Uh, Kevin, I want to ask you about some of the, the sort of coaching lineage that uh, exists at Wyoming because uh, there's some crossover, there's some ties, there's some guys uh, that have Montana roots or have, have been in Montana before. I know Dennis Erickson, it seemed like just a blink of an eye when he was there, but he is a Montana State alum who was then the head coach at Wyoming in 1986 as he made his rise through the ranks uh, of the college football coaching world before then landing at Miami and, of course, famously leaving, leading the Hurricanes to a pair of national championships. Joe Tiller at Wyoming for a handful of years as well. Joe Tiller, also a Montana State alum who then made his way uh, to Purdue and uh, was Drew Brees' head coach uh, in high school, or excuse me, in college. And, uh, of course, Joe Glenn, who, after leading Montana to the 2001 National Championship, uh, then came to Wyoming and served as the Cowboys head coach from 2003 to 2008. And even Craig Bull, who's now there, uh, never had really any ties to Montana, but he has played the Montana schools a bunch during his time at North Dakota State and now at Wyoming, too, because I know Wyoming took on Montana a couple years ago in a non-conference game, and now they got the Bob it's only the second time in the 21st century that it's been Wyoming and Montana State on the football field. But I just talk sort of about the coaching cradle that Wyoming's been because a lot of really great coaches have gone through Laramie. Yeah, they really have. And, uh, you know, those uh, those three that you mentioned, outstanding, no doubt about it. Uh, Wyoming had Pat Dye here for one year. Pat left here to go to Auburn. And, of course, he was highly successful at uh, Auburn. And then uh, Fred Akers, who was here for two years, went from Wyoming to Texas, and he was uh, the Texas Longhorn head coach and, uh, you know, outstanding uh, at uh, UT. Bob Devaney was uh, the Wyoming head coach for five years. He left Wyoming to go to Nebraska, and we all know what he did at Nebraska. He turned that into a national powerhouse, so... You're right. Uh, there's been some uh, outstanding coaches here through the years. Coulter, who uh, well, they moved on to uh, even greater things. Uh, but Joe Tiller, uh, great guy, great coach um, for Wyoming, certainly did a great job at Purdue. And then Dennis Erickson was here uh, just the one year. But I can tell you, while he was here, he turned our fortunes around. And we, we could feel things were heading the right direction. Paul Roach. Uh, who was a great NFL coach in his own right, took over uh, for Dennis and, and utilized a lot of the players that Erickson had brought uh, to Wyoming. And and uh, Paul was undefeated in the conference two consecutive years to start his reign here at, at Wyoming. And so uh, Erickson did a, uh, would like to have had him here longer, obviously, but uh, he kind of got the Cowboys back uh, on their feet and going in the right direction again. So, um, a lot of good coaches have come through, that's for sure. Well, you mentioned uh, Bob Devaney, who I know that, that that was the coach at Wyoming when you first started going to games there way back in the day. But uh, also worth mentioning that because we had a debate last week on my show, some of the great college coaches in history, because we were talking about uh, Bobby Bowden and his passing earlier this month, or I guess uh, in August last month. It's now September here. I can't believe it's already here. But regardless, yeah. uh, Devaney had a great time at, at Wyoming, but also a guy that uh, – deserves some credit because he hired one of those guys that was on our list of greatest coaches of all time uh, in Tom Osborne as well. So uh, all roads seem to lead at least through uh, Laramie, Wyoming when it comes to the, the college coaching world. Kevin McKinney, a former senior associate athletic director at Wyoming, now still the color commentator uh, for both the Cowboys football and men's basketball programs, joining us here on Nuanas now as part of our ESPN roundtable. And I think that there's also some fun ties when you co- talk about this current game we have coming up on Saturday, Kevin. I talked to Amandre Williams, a great all-big sky defensive end for Montana State, and uh, his father, Tyrone, was a cowboy back in the day. Peyton Hanser's a guy who's a, a receiver for the Bobcats out of Billing Central, but his dad, uh, Pat Hanser, was a great player there as well. So uh, tell us about some of these guys who are sort of now uh, playing for the Bobcats, but maybe their dads. Do you have some memories of either of those two guys? Oh, absolutely I do. Uh, both of them uh, were outstanding players uh, for Wyoming. Tyrone, of course, 
uh, outstanding athlete. He was defensive end and uh, a very impactful defensive end for the Cowboys. Great pass rusher, great quickness and speed. And uh, I, I would imagine that that young uh, son of his has some of the, that great athleticism that Tyrone had. And then Scott Hanser was uh, just a premier linebacker for Wyoming. I came out of Montana, and uh, Wyoming had some outstanding defenses during Scott's time here. Uh, and he was one of those sideline-to-sideline side linebackers who could run. Uh, he was a great teammate, very popular guy among the the, uh, the squad. And, and uh, he, was, uh, he was just an outstanding player as well. It's ironic that both of them were on defense, but uh, both of them had a lot to do with Wyoming's defensive success while they were playing here. A couple other guys I want to ask you about just in terms of the history of Wyoming because I do think it's so fascinating, and I love this kind of stuff when it comes to the rural states. I love it when if you're talking Montana, Montana State, Idaho, Wyoming. I think that uh, some of these intermountain states, they just have rich history, and, and people around the state, they love the state that they're from, and they, they just take so much pride in it. Uh, but one guy that we have to talk about that's right now, he is absolutely carrying the flag for the Pokes when it comes to uh, his outstanding play in the NFL. I can't tell you how much I've fallen in love with this guy ever since he joined the Buffalo Bills. Uh, But Josh Allen is... quickly made himself into a household name and one of the great quarterbacks on the planet Earth. I mean, he he made a throw in a preseason game the other day that I could not believe. He threw that thing on a freaking rope. And uh, I thought it was funny. Actually, Brent Vegan, who we'll get to in a minute, New Montana State head coach who spent a while as the OC there uh, in Laramie. He helped recruit and develop Josh Allen. But uh, somebody asked him uh, how his quarterback now, Matt McKay, compared to Josh Allen in terms of arm strength. And I, had to, I almost laughed out loud because I was thinking this poor guy doesn't realize that Josh Allen has one of the strongest arms on the planet, period. So uh, just tell us about how much pride people have in uh, in Wyoming right now as uh, we uh, as Josh Allen sort of takes uh, the the NFL by storm. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a tremendously prideful situation. Uh, you'll see T-shirts all over the state, uh, Wyoming for the Buffalo Bills, and uh, you know they they uh, loved Josh while he was here because not only was he a, a heck of a player on the field, but he. He was great off the field and, and uh, had a great presence uh, around the state, and uh, people loved him. And, and uh, so when he went to the NFL, he, he knew that there'd be an entire state rooting for him, and uh, which has happened uh, every week. You may like the Bears or the Chiefs or somebody, but on every TV in Wyoming, the Bills games are on, and, and uh, everybody uh, roots for him and, and wants him to do well, and obviously – He's sensational. I, I was on a couple of Bill's talk shows what, after they drafted him, and a lot of people there were really concerned about whether he was good enough to play in the NFL. And, you know, we were real smug about it here because we watched him every game, and we watched what he did and what he could do with that cannon. And, and uh, I, I just kind of sat back and smiled with some of the questions that they asked me about him and, you know, uh, nobody recruited him out of high school and played at Little Wyoming and all that kind of stuff. And uh, all I could say was just wait because uh, we knew what a talented guy he was and, and what uh, he could develop into. You know, the, the pro guys, they get a hold of you and they change you a little bit here and there. Uh, he obviously uh, became a little more accurate with his throwing, didn't take as many chances as he did here, and, and uh, suddenly – you know, was a great NFL quarterback. And so we're very proud of him, uh, a heck of a guy, and uh, uh, we're all rooting for him because he carries that Wyoming banner wherever he goes. Kevin McKinney joining us, longtime administrator and color commentator for the Wyoming Cowboys football, men's basketball teams. It's part of our ESPN roundtable, our long form interview for each week. Montana State plays at Wyoming in Laramie. 
2 p.m. kickoff from War Memorial Stadium. And uh, in terms of this weekend's game, Kevin, let's start there. I'm very excited to go to War Memorial. It is uh, has the distinction of being the highest stadium above sea level anywhere in the United States of America, higher than Air Force in Colorado Springs, higher than the walk-up Sky Dome down there in Flagstaff, which is a, a venue that a lot of teams in the Big Sky Conference are familiar with. So what can I expect as I make my way to Laramie to check out uh, this what seems like an awesome venue? Well, it, it is a great place uh, because it's, you know, about the right size. It holds 29,000, so it's, uh, it's, it's something that uh, you don't have a lot of empty seats in. Uh, it, it has a great pregame atmosphere with the tailgate. Uh, Wyoming has an indoor practice facility. And, uh, a lot of the, um, the pregame is set up in there. Then everybody takes it outside to their parking places in the stadium lot. And very, very colorful. Uh, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, the best gathering place in Wyoming for Wyoming people. I think uh, on our football Saturdays, we have people who don't see each other all year long until they come to the games. And so people gather. It, it's an event. So they, uh, they have a great time with it. And uh, it gets very loud in there because of the, uh, the, uh, the design of the stadium. Uh, at one point, we were going to dome it. And uh, so it's kind of, uh, it's got a, a curvature to it on either side. And that just helps, I think, the, uh, the acoustics of the place. It's very, very loud. And, of course, they love the brown and gold. And, and uh, this is a stripe-out weekend, so every se- other section will be brown, gold around the stadium. So they have a good time, and uh, they drive a long way to uh, see their team. Some of them uh, drive six or seven hours to get here. Uh, but they're all here on Saturday, and, uh, you know, it's just like Montana culture. They're as passionate as Montana people. In fact, I think Wyoming and Montana people are very similar. But uh, they love the Cowboys, and, and uh, they want to be here on Saturday. And it's just a, a really cool atmosphere. Well, as I haven't spent the last couple of weeks, at least a couple of days a week in Bozeman, I can tell you there's a lot more real cowboys in Wyoming than there is in southwest Montana right now. But that's here nor there. Kevin McKinney from the University of Wyoming joining us here as part of our ESPN Roundtable as we break down Montana State's action uh, against Wyoming on Saturday. And, uh, Kevin, give us a little breakdown of this year's team. I know Craig Bull's teams, uh, they are often, if not always, known for their physical style of play. They're going to want to hit you in the mouth, run the ball right down your throat, and uh, play hard-nosed defense. And I know they have some pretty talented guys, pretty talented centerpieces uh, to execute both of those pieces of their identity. So just give us an overall scout on Wyoming as we uh, come into the 2021 season. Well, I think, you know, we'll start out with the fact that it's a very veteran team. This team uh, has, uh, like, uh, I think it's seven seniors on either side of the ball. Uh, the only person that didn't return was the punter. So everybody's back from a year ago. So it's very veteran. Uh, uh, the offensive line has started uh, combined 130 games. So that's the strength of the team. Um, the quarterback, Sean Chambers, was injured in the third play of the season last year against Nevada. So he's coming off an injury year. Uh, he's, he's the uh, team leader, obviously. Uh, another strength is the running back position. Uh, Zavin uh, Balladay is a senior and, and uh, a thousand yard rusher. He's uh, been all conference two years in a, a row. Trey Smith and Titus Swin are behind him. All of those guys have played a lot of football. Uh, the area that uh, I'm not totally sure about will be the receiving core because uh, we have a sophomore and uh, uh, I mean a senior and two sophomores there so uh, we'll have to see how that goes but uh, offense extremely veteran a lot of uh, playing time by everybody and it's going to be interesting to see uh, you know how the offense uh, operates it's going to have some some different uh, uh, wrinkles because uh, it has a new uh, coordinator in Tim Polisek who came from Iowa uh, and he, he has known Bull for many many years but uh, you know, when Brent left, um, uh, Bull had to go out and get somebody, and he, he got uh, Tim. And there's a little more passing involved in the in the offense now, I think, 
than in the past. So everybody anxious to see that. The defense uh, uh, as well, a lot of veterans and, and a lot of good players. The defensive front is probably the most veteran as well as the corners. But uh, it's a team that uh, had a rough time last year once Sean went down, uh, never did get its legs under it and get going, and so had a rough year. I think they all feel like they have something to prove this season. Um, And and so they're as anxious as the Cats are to get out there and see uh, how they do and what's going to happen. But uh, it should be a good football team, Coulter, because uh, of uh, the experience that it has. What's the perception uh, in Laramie for Montana State? Are, are people uh, thinking this is just going to be a walkthrough, or is, are people respecting Montana State? Or I mean, I, there is a little bit of a regional rivalry here. I know that they've played uh, quite a few times in basketball in recent years, and that those have always been fun games as well. So what's sort of the thought amongst the YO faithful as the Bobcats come to town? Well, um, there's a lot of respect for them. Uh, they have a tremendous amount of respect for Brent. Uh, who was here so long with with uh, Bull and, and the team? Um, you know, I, I think if you look at some history, and, and Wyoming fans uh, are very tuned into that kind of thing. Montana State's been here a couple times, you know, since uh, the late '90s, and Wyoming had a big time struggle in both games, and, and uh, felt after the game that it was lucky to win the game. So they know how hard nosed Montana State is. They know. How, how how tough they play and, and uh, how competitive they are. Um, you know, you got to be impressed with that quarterback. You got to be impressed with the linebacker. And uh, there's a lot of good players uh, on Montana State, and people realize that. I don't think there's anybody that thinks this is going to be an easy opener, Coulter. Everybody who's seen Montana State play in the past understand that uh, they'll hit you in the mouth and they'll play hard, and, and you better be ready to play. That sounds exactly like what I think of Wyoming, too. Hit you in the mouth, play hard, and you better be ready to play. So uh, I know we're not going to actually break down the betting line here because, you know, we don't do that kind of stuff around here. But I do think that sometimes looking at some of the numbers is indicative of the way that people think this game's going to go. This has an over-under of 34. So that's a pretty low uh, over-under for a college football game, but I think indicative of how uh, people think this game's going to go. So is, is that sort of the, the narrative here? I mean, do you think this is just going to be a, a slugfest, a, a brutal battle between two uh, sort of rough-and-tumble, run-heavy squads? Well, it, you know, it, it, I would say so, Colder, but uh, I, I'm not sure – with uh, Wyoming's uh, new look, so to speak, with more of a passing game, we're all anxious to see how much uh, the Cowboys utilize the pass. It is uh, Craig Bull likes to run the football. He likes to be physical, likes to run the football, and I'm sure Brent has picked that up and and has the same feeling. So uh, maybe two very similar philosophies. But uh, Wyoming, we're kind of looking to see just how much uh, the passing game is, is involved in this one. But if you go by the recent history, these are low-scoring games. Uh, I know the Cowboys scored 17 and 98 and 20 and 20, uh, 21 and 03, uh, and in both uh, instances had a battle on its hands uh, and a very physical game. So um, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't believe this will probably be physical. Um, it'll just be like usual what kind of turnovers there are and, uh, you know, um, what field position is all about. So uh, it usually boils down to that. But this will be a very difficult, tough opening game uh, for both teams. Well, Kevin, we appreciate you taking so much time today, and we'll get you out of here on this. I I can guarantee you, you can already connect the dots on who told me to ask you about this, but uh, our guy, Bill Lamberty, said uh, you got a great story about Frank Cush and uh, the Arizona State team that once upon a time walked into War Memorial. So we'll we'll finish this ESPN roundtable with Kevin McKinney from the University of Wyoming uh, with a a story from a request (laughs) from a, a loyal listener of this show. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, of course, Frank Cush had great teams at Arizona State. And, and uh, uh, one thing about Frank, this was when they were in the, in the Western Athletic Conference way back when. Uh, so this was late 60s. And, and one thing about uh, Arizona State, they always had tremendous speed. And, and uh, 
you know, they, they use that moniker all the time. They had uh, firepower and, and uh, you know, hot running and all that kind of thing. And Wyoming had a very good defense back in that day. And Arizona State came up here, and I think they were ranked like sixth in the country. And, and uh, Cowboys beat them uh, 23-10. And uh, when we were uh, coming back down from the press box, and we, we always go by the opponent locker room, and uh, uh, there was a note on the board, and I guarantee you that Frank Cush wrote it. He says, toughness will beat speed anytime. And uh, that's exactly how the Cowboys won that game. They just out-toughed Arizona State. And we know Arizona State was a great program in those days. That was a good win for Wyoming. But uh, somehow, Wyoming's toughness uh, overcame Arizona State's speed, and the Pokes won that game. Gotta love it. He's Kevin McKinney, Senior Associate Athletic Director, Color Commentator, and uh, a fountain of information when it comes to the Wyoming Cowboys. Kevin, look so very forward to meeting you and um, checking out Laramie, checking out War Memorial Stadium on Saturday. But in the meantime, have a wonderful week, and thanks so much for spending so much time with us here on ESPN Radio. Oh, my pleasure, Colter. Good talking with you, and we'll look forward to seeing you Saturday. ESPN Roundtable, Wyoming Associate Athletic Director Kevin McKinney. Here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. ESPN Roundtable, probably presented by Paradise Falls. Need a spot to watch the Bobcats or the Grizz? They'll have it on for you. So head on down there on Saturday. Bobcats kick at 2, Grizz kick at 6. And uh, they also proudly host a Sports Bet Montana kiosk as well. So you want to throw down some bets on NFL futures or some games coming up the next couple weekends, head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable and Missoula's Coolest Hotspot. Grizz Star of the Week featuring Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey next here on ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The first Treasure State Class AA prep football poll is out, and the Spartans are back on top. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula Sentinel, the 2020 Class AA State champs, entered the season with a number two ranking, but following last Friday's 22-19 win over number one Billings West in a rematch of last year's state title game, the Spartans once again topped the poll, which is voted on by media members from around Montana. Helena High, which posted a 22-0 victory over Great Falls High, came in at number two in the first poll. West, which returns 11 All-State players from last year's Class AA runner-up squad, is number three in the poll, and the only team in the top five who lost in week one. Kalispell Glacier, a 52-0 winner over Belgrade, comes in at number four, and Billings Senior, who won 18-17 over Butte on a last-second field goal, is number five. The University of Montana men's basketball team released a schedule flushed with home games earlier this week. The Grizz will open their season November 9th against Dickinson State in Dahlberg Arena. The Hawks are led by former Grizz Derek Selvig. The Grizz will also host the Zootown Classic, a multi-team round-robin tournament that will feature two games on each day, November 24th through the 26th. Montana, San Diego, UNC Wilmington, and Southern Miss are the four teams. Other Grizz home games include against Omaha November 20th and against Air Force December 8th. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Hello, 
Ocean Avenue, huh? The old card bringing you back on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Can't wait to head on down to a college football game, man. It's going to be a hell of a time there in Laramie. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'll be heading down to Bozeman first, then Denver, then Laramie. To catch the cat game, got Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com, and ESPN Missoula. Heading on over to Seattle. Check out the Washington Huskies. Guess the Montana Grizzlies. You can find all that coverage here. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, 1029ESPN.com, and SkylineSportsMT.com. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television, down here at Dahlberg Arena. It's time for our Grizz Star of the Week. This week we feature senior quarterback from Montana, Cam Humphrey. Cam, the season's finally here. Jace Lewis just said it in the press conference. You guys have been practicing for like two years for this game. So uh, does it feel real, and what's it like to be in game week for the first time in a long time? Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's, it's been a long time coming. Uh, you know, we've been practicing for a while now. And, uh, you know, to get into game week and, uh, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel is really exciting. And I know all the guys down there in the locker room are real fired up to start playing, and, uh, you know, we're ready to go. Is this a preseason uh, mustache that you're growing here? You know, I'm not really too sure. It, uh, you know, it found itself on my face a couple of days ago and uh, hasn't left yet. Well, I must say, it looks great. And, uh, you know, if you play well at Washington, maybe you got to keep the mustache for a while, right? That's right. We'll see how it does for me. Who grows the best mustache on the team? You guys got some linebackers that got some big beards. Janet Carroll's got some facial hair going on. We do. I mean, I like to think I have the best mustache on the team. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's some guys. Jace can throw, or grow a good one. Pat can grow a good one. Mm, Pat's got a good one, yeah. Um, then you said Levi, too. So, uh, you know, there's some good facial hair on the team for sure. Hard-hitting questions as Montana gets prepared for the University of Washington. But you are an Issaquah guy. So, uh, do you have memories of Husky Stadium? Did you go to Husky games when you were a kid? Yeah, I went to a ton. I was a you know, Husky fan growing up. But, uh, you know, that's got to be put on the back burner right now. So, uh, it's it's exciting to go play there. Um, you know, like I said, I've been playing the, or watching games there from a kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just another football game. I was over there 2009, 2010, 2011 covering those guys and uh, got to cover Jake Locker and stuff. But one thing, being a Montana guy, that I noticed that was similar about Montana in the state of Washington is you're either a cat or a grizz, right? Just like you're either a husky or a coog. So, I mean, that rivalry is sort of fun. Do you still sort of engage in it, like when the Apple Cup rolls around and stuff? Are you still, you know, waving your husky flag, things like that? I wouldn't really say waving a husky flag or anything <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, I'm definitely more of a husky fan than a coog fan, uh, just how it was when I was growing up. But, uh, you know, where I'm at, now I'm a Montana Grizzly, and, you know, that's what I'm focused on. This opportunity, though, to go to Husky Stadium, open up the season, uh, how are you guys embracing this, and uh, what do you expect the atmosphere to be like? You know, it's going to be electric. It's going to be electric for sure. Uh, if I know Husky Stadium like I have one in the past, uh, it's going to be a good game, um, great atmosphere. But, you know, like I said in the press conference, you know, we have a great atmosphere here, a great fan base, so he'll, we'll be used to it. Grizz star of the week featuring Grizz senior quarterback Cam Humphrey here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. It's well statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Let's talk about a little bit about the Grizz offense, Cam. First and foremost, uh, something I always look for first uh, right out the gates is the offensive line. It looks like you guys have done a great job of revamping that thing, uh, not only from added depth, but the progress of some specific guys. I know Dylan Cook has made a ton of progress. A.J. Forbes, a great addition there at center, and Conlon Beaver expected to be an All-American. So, I just talk about those guys. What sort of growth have you seen as the quarterback in your offensive line unit? You know, at the end of the day, with those guys up front, they're a, they're a bunch of dudes, man. They uh, they work their tails off. Um, you know, they put their nose to the grindstone, and they work, man. They uh, You said they've uh, improved a lot over the last, you know, whatever it is, year and a half now. Um, you know, we got some guys like A.J. and Hunter to get in there and help us out. But, um, you know, it's really impressive and really exciting to watch. Dylan specifically, uh, one of the most atypical paths you can have, a high school quarterback who then goes and plays high, uh, off, or excuse me, quarterback at the NAIA level and then comes here as a walk-on, and then now he's all of a sudden a captain and a, and a, a starting uh, tackle for you guys. So, uh, first of all, as a quarterback yourself, could you ever imagine making the transition to D1 tackle? You know, personally, I couldn't. Uh, you know, he's got a little more size on him. Than, yeah, he's only got about 100 pounds on you. Yeah. He's got a little more size, but, you know, he's a heck of a player, man. He works his tail off, and, um, you know, he's a, he's actually a heck of an athlete. He, uh, you know, he's good at basketball. He can run around, and, uh, you know, he, he's really impressive to watch. Is it the athleticism that's helped him sort of acclimate to that position, or how do you think he's been able to acclimate to this team? Because it's not only his talent, but it seems like he's become a great leader for you guys as well. 
Yeah, you know, I think that's just per- his uh, personality. Yeah. He's a, like I said, he's a great dude. He's a natural-born leader, um, you know, and that found himself onto the, you know, captain stand. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the athleticism helps for sure, but it's it's more his mentality. He's a hard worker. Running back position, obviously, with Marcus Knight out, uh, is going to be one people are looking at. But I know you got some guys that haven't really taken a ton of Division One snaps, especially Isaiah Child, Xavier Harris. But those guys, super talented, fun to watch in camp. Uh, I think their ability to catch the ball, their backfield might be the thing that impressed me the most. But I mean, how would you just evaluate kind of those guys and and as they make their first starts uh, under the bright lights of Husky Stadium? Yeah, I mean, you know, they had a heck of a camp. Uh, Xavier Harris, Isaiah Childs, um, you know, they they had a heck of a camp, uh, and I'm really looking forward to watching them play and put the pads on um, and go against somebody else. And the wide receivers, obviously, that's been a group that's got headlines around Montana for a couple years now because of all the talent. Um, but they were so competitive during fall camp, too. I mean, Sammy Kim kind of sets the tone, but Mitch Roberts such a hard worker, too. So what do you think of just the way that those guys bring it every single day in practice, and how does that influence the way the offense operates? I mean, yeah, man, they, they bring it day in, day out. They, uh, you know, work really, really hard, um, you know, and take pride in the little things is kind of what separates them. You know, Sammy, Mitch, Solcer, Keelan White, all those guys, they, they really work hard, um, you know, and they dedicate themselves to practice and, you know, performing day in and day out at practice. And I think that translates to the field on Saturdays. Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sport and Outdoors. Cam Humphrey, Grizz quarterback, joining us. Got to ask you specifically about Gabe Solcer. He's kind of like Montana's favorite son, right? Everybody's always wondering what Solcer's doing. He's such a good in-state story, also such a tremendous athlete, and he was such a star ever since he was a young guy building senior high school. But it seems like he's primed for a breakout year. So what sort of progress did you see in, in Gabe during fall camp? Yeah, I mean, you know, every single day he's made strides, man, and every single day he he's amazes me he's a heck of a player um he comes to work every day and is uh ready to grind and um you know like i said every practice he makes a play that you know kind of opens eyes around the around the field and he's a heck of a player the last group I got to ask you about is the tight ends. I actually think that this group has a chance to really surprise some people. There are some freak athletes, including the guy wearing number 11. Uh, this guy, I think he probably could start on both sides of the ball. He's such a great athlete, Cole Grossman. Uh, so what sort of weapon do you think he provides for you guys? And what do you think of that tight end group in general? You know, Cole Grossman specifically, he's, a, he's an all-purpose guy. You know, you said he could play on defense if he wanted to, but, man, he is, is he electric? He, uh, you know, he runs around really, really well. He's a physical dude. He'll put his hand in the dirt and block somebody just as well as he'll go up and catch the ball. And then, uh, you know, looking at the tight ends as a whole, uh, you know, they're a great group. They uh, compete every single day. Um, You know, we got guys pushing other guys from behind. um, And, you know, they just love to work. Um, It's really exciting. A couple more for you. Cam Humphrey joining us here on Nuanas now. The, the Husky defense, they have put as many guys in the NFL, particularly out of the secondary uh, in the last 10 years. When you look across the the film, what do you see? And do you, do you see that sort of talent? And But if so, though, how do you not let that sort of uh, get in the way of what you guys are trying to do? Yeah, no, they're a good group of players, man. Throwing that film on their uh, their personnel is, is is it's impressive for sure. Um, you know, we're gonna have to match up. We're gonna have to play well. Um, and but you know, at the end of the day, I think we can do it. I think we got the guys to match up. And uh, at the end of the day, we'll see how it goes. Last question. Then, what's it gonna take for Montana to go in there and shock the world? Husky Stadium Saturday night. Consistency, man. Stay consistent across the board. Offense, defense. Move the ball, and then uh, you know, stick to our winning points. Run the ball. Stop the run, and. Uh, you know, win when the game's on the line. Cam Humphrey, Grizz Star of the Week. He's a Grizz senior quarterback. Best of luck in Washington this week, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there you go. One of our new segments here on Nuanas now. Our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Back to school deals rolling right now at Bob Ward's. Gear up for back to school with savings on packs, clothing, footwear, and more. They have athletic gear for the practice field or your backyard. It's all in stock. Preseason hunting sale is also happening now at Bob Boards. Hunting season is almost here, and Bob Boards has all that gear, so stock up now. Make the most of every season at Bob Boards, geared for adventure since 1917. Take you home here on your Wednesday, give you a preview for what's going on as I hit the road in the morning. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. 
At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Kicking it with us here on a Wednesday. We're closing in on it. Big Sky Conference football around the state of Montana. Makes its illustrious return at long last on Saturday. Can't wait for it. Miss anything in this show? All sorts of football for you. Got things kicked off with a couple excerpts from the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. One, Grizz by the Numbers with Andrew Houghton breaking down Montana's football roster, number zero through number 90. Now we shared uh, a couple numbers with you. You can find that podcast shortly here on SkylineSportsMT.com. Also, Big Sky Breakdown from the Montana State side of things featuring Brooks Nuanas. Shared an excerpt from that as well. Also heard from Bryce Carver. Great interview contributed by Andrew Houghton as part of our Coach's Corner series. Also gave you some fancy football advice. Entered you to win some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Heard from Kevin McKinney, Senior Associate Athletic Director at the University of Wyoming. Longtime Sports Information Director on the Color Guy for the Cowboys. Give us a preview of the Montana State game. Also heard from Cam Humphrey, guy who's on his way home. As uh, the Issaquah, Washington native heads over to Seattle to lead Montana against the Washington Huskies on Saturday evening. Missed anything in the show, you can find all that on the podcast, which is uh, hosted on all of your podcast hosting platforms. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Please rate, review, subscribe. Podcast probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. I'm in the road tomorrow. We'll be doing our show live from Bozeman tomorrow afternoon, and then uh, live from Denver on Friday Good show coming up for you tomorrow. Craig Chambers, former Washington and Montana wide receiver. Jamal Jones, former Washington and Montana receiver. Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. Mary Lou's Cook with a look inside the Big Sky Conference and a whole bunch more. We'll meet you right back here, except for I'll be on the other side of the Continental Divide. 4 p.m. tomorrow, right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening and be good. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.